Thank you for joining me for this episode of People Know Stuff. If you know stuff, I'd like you to be a guest on my program. Please visit my website and drop me a line. Hi, this is Deborah Butler and welcome to my show, People Know Stuff. So today I have Isabel Dupree with me and actually Isabel Dupree is doing a part two and she shared with us stuff she knows about competitive bodybuilding. And when she did, one of the things that she said that really stood out was in competitive bodybuilding to be successful, about 80% is knowing how to eat, is understanding nutrition. That is what fits with changing your body's architecture. And so I asked Isabel to do a part two. And so in this stuff, she knows she is going to be very specific about how to change your body architecture and particularly for competitive bodybuilding through the use of nutrition. So I'm really looking forward to what you have to say, Isabel, and welcome back. I'm excited to be back. Um, I'm talking about, honestly, this is probably one of my favorite topics to discuss with folks. I got um, lots of questions from people who aren't even necessarily interested in competitive bodybuilding, but really want to change how their physique looks and um, want to know how to do that. And um, as I mentioned, when I was with you last time, without a doubt, nutrition is one of those things that makes up easily, it's 80% of, of what you end up um, revealing um, uh, if you sh- go through sort of a fat loss stage or you're trying to build muscle mass, uh, nutrition is without a doubt, um, the most important, um, component of, of that, that effort and that journey. Um, so I'm going to highlight a few things that I think are the points that people trip up on the most. And I think there's a lot of information out there that really leads folks astray. And again, I'm happy to, if people ever want to reach out to me um, and ask questions to answer questions and point them in some great directions. But here are the high points. Um, One is protein is incredibly important. Um, Most people are under eating protein in general, Um, especially, I mean, even when you're cooking for yourself at home, it's... um, it's, it's just hard to prioritize and I have to be incredibly intentional about it. And I do this all the time. Um, so it's, it's something that is very important. Um, you, you absolutely have to get enough protein in order to build muscle and keep your muscle mass. Um, so that can usually equates to 0.7 to one gram of protein per pound of body weight, um, which you know, it is a lot more than most people get. So protein is key. Um, the next point, and this is a really, really big one, is you've got three macronutrients, right? Protein, carbohydrates, and fats. And these macronutrients make up um, the the nutritional value, um, the macronutrient value of the food that you're eating. And, um, and it's what contributes to calories. Um, uh, that are in a food, but all three macronutrients are incredibly important. There are numerous diets out there <laughs> that vilify 
carbohydrates or fats. Um, some will favor only red meat for protein, all sorts of things. And the reality of it is, is you need all three macronutrients um, in order to operate sort of optimally, um, particularly women. Um, uh, you need carbohydrates, you need fats. It, it affects your hormones a tremendous amount, and that can affect how you think, how you operate, and how you feel, um, which is really important. Attaining any physical is pointless if you end up feeling horrible once you're there, right? So right. Uh, three macronutrients are all equally important and don't let anybody tell you otherwise. And then finally, um, whether it's you're trying to achieve fat loss or just a physique look, um, air quotes, um, in general, your calorie intake, your total calorie intake um, is what matters. And if you're attempting to um, lose fat, um, you have to be in some form of a caloric deficit, um, period. There's no there's no way around that. And if um, you're experiencing issues with achieving fat loss, the reason is for 95 5% of folks out there is you're not in, in a true caloric deficit. There are some exceptions, of course, as, as always, but it's rare that somebody is in that, that exception um, slot. So, um, and, and it's also important to note that there's a difference between weight loss and fat loss. I can go into a sauna for an hour and lose weight. Um, <laughs> but what I've lost is um, water weight, right? Um, fat loss requires uh, a, a caloric deficit and um, usually to lose a pound of fat, um, a pound of fat equates to a deficit of 3,500 calories. So that means you have to accumulate sort of a 3,500 calorie deficit in order to see a pound of fat loss. Um, so that's an interesting fact that was something that I did not right. appreciate um, along the way. So those are yeah. really and consistency is always important. I mean, that's sort of always a final point. Um, being consistent, not just for like four weeks or six weeks, but it usually amounts to consistent over big blocks of time, like six months, 12 months, something like that, which right. can be a mind-numbing thing for people to kind of embrace. And I know it was hard for me to kind of wrap my head around. Sure. Consistency and lifestyle. Um, right. Exactly. So- and we talked about last time, um, the biggest threat is maintenance. Um, yes. Once you've won your outcome, how do you maintain it? Yep. Um, but you, you know, I have a couple of questions come to mind and I appreciate, first of all, your distinction between weight loss and fat loss. Um, and that seems very significant as the cornerstone to what you're talking about. And so um, to design really thoughtful fat loss, you say you got to start with protein. What are some of the sources of protein that you use and help us with what it, what are the best sources of protein? You know, and I think here's all the best sources of protein are the sources of protein that you enjoy and that, you can incorporate in your diet. I'll say that as sort of a general, and that seems obvious, but I think you'll find a lot of people, I, for one, white fish could be a great source of protein, but I don't enjoy 
eating it. So it's not a source of protein that I attempt to choke down because it's a good source of protein. It could be a perfectly great source of protein for you, but for me, it's not going to work. I generally speaking, being able to get your protein from animal sources is the best. So, and when I say animal sources, I mean, um, uh, not trying to get through sort of protein supplements, right? Like protein powders and things along those lines. You want to get them from, um, eggs, egg whites, um, uh, chicken, shrimp, beef. I've, I've fallen in love with bison, um, as a, as a lean form of, um, of meat that I enjoy. Um, but both sort of, I think, um, dairy sources can be great as well. They carry some other things with them. Um, but generally speaking, animal sources of protein are your kind of route where you go. I recognize there are vegans out there and there are other options like tofu or seitan or other things along those lines. And I know many vegans who are bodybuilders and do it uh, successfully. They just have to be very intentional about uh, even more so intentional about, about their protein sources and supplementation becomes, I think a little bit more important, um, protein powders and bars and things like that kind of are, I think secondary. Um, honestly, I'll tell you that right now, um, I'm preparing for a show. So I am in a fat loss phase. I don't get at, I, I get very little from protein powders. Um, it's, uh, I really, they don't fill me up as much. Um, and so I really try to focus on more on, on animal sources of, um, protein because they're more, they seem to be more filling. So that's, that's, that's where I would recommend folks, um, folks go for, for protein sources. So the protein sources I'm hearing you say you're most comfortable with are animal sources, not so much the powders, but animal sources. And um, what would a day look like? What would you have for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? And would you, obviously you would have protein at every meal, right? Yes. Yes. More or less. So I have, I have about five five meals-ish or sort of six eating events a day. That's just how it works for me. Some people choose to do it in three. I need to break it up a little bit more Um, in the morning. And this is newer in the past six months for me. I eat before I work out, which means that I eat at like 4.45 in the morning. Um, And And what do you eat? I I eat overnight oats that I I make with... um, some oats, some chia seeds, chia seeds provide some omega-3s and fat and sort of a fat component. Um, oats provide the carbs because I need some carbohydrates to fuel me through a workout. In that case, I actually do use some protein powder to add some flavor to my overnight oats. And then I throw in some almond milk to kind of bring it together and some bananas a little bit of banana in there step for additional carbs. So that's before I work out. And that's what I eat before I work out. Then um, after a workout, I have um, uh, a cereal uh, with some blueberries in it. And I get a cereal that's like a gluten-free cereal that I've found from Whole Foods that I really like with, I I sweeten it with blueberries. That's kind of how I get my sort of um, 
sweetener in it. And I do like sweet things. So that's sort of a thing that I have to figure out. Um, and then I also have one egg and a substantial amount of egg whites. Um, uh, and that usually gets me you, what you'll find for the amount of protein I'm taking in a day right now is about 130 to 140 grams of protein. So I'm trying to get to about 30 or 40 grams of protein each meal. Um, for lunch, I have uh, chicken. I usually have sort of shredded chicken um, and I will have avocado with it, which is an excellent source of uh, fiber and fats. So avocado has a good mix of fats. It's quote, good fats, right? It's not saturated fats necessarily. Avocado oil is a great um, source of, of healthy fats. Um, and it also the carbs in avocado are almost exclusively like fiber, which is a, also a really important um, uh, thing to, to have from a digestion standpoint and things along those lines. So, and it fills you up right? Um, it can, uh, fats will help slow down your digestion a little bit, um, which can be uh, nice if you need a little sort of longevity to get through to the next meal. Um, I'll usually have an apple for a snack, like a, a decent sized apple. Um, and then dinner looks like uh, some veggies, usually asparagus or green beans with maybe some bison or shrimp um, and a little bit of rice. And then I have a treat at night. Um, I have found some, I, I like dessert and there are, uh, dessert options out there that work well for the calorie intake that I'm working that are sort of sub hundred calories and they work in well, and they fulfill my desire to have a treat. So that's, kind of, that's really what my day looks like. The thing that varies from day to day is what I have for dinner. Like, and, and the amounts vary. Um, it's going to sound kind of boring, but the reality is, is I think sometimes people try to make things too difficult. And if you find things that you enjoy eating and that you can enjoy eating and maybe rotate them around, but you just kind of make it simple for yourself. I act, I mean, I put very little effort into the preparation of food. Like it's, I just keep it very, very simple because. So for you, breakfast and lunch are, and your pre-workout um, meal are all pretty much day to day, but yep. then there's some changes at night. Yep. Um, say a few words about calorie intake. Um, do you actually do the numbers? How do you think about that? Or so that yeah. Okay. So th that's a really excellent question. Cause that is where the rubber meets the road at the end of the day, right? That's your big thing. Um, I currently, I have a coach that's telling me what my total calorie intake needs to be. Um, and the, the biggest thing that people struggle with is figuring out what their baseline number is. Like, where do I need to be? People will undershoot dramatically. Um, a good, you always want to start trying to have as many calories as you possibly can if you're going for fat loss while still losing weight. And weight loss should look like a half a pound to a pound every week or two weeks, like very minimal, like you want to slowly lose weight. So a good rule of thumb would be maybe um, your goal weight times 12 will get you sort of your high end 
number for um, for a fat loss phase. The only caveat, and, and this is really general terms, but the only caveat I would say is if your goal weight is more than 10 pounds lower than where you currently are, you should probably have that weight, that multiplier number be 10 pounds less than where you currently are and have it be 12 times that number. And then as you come down, you adjust your 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 weight multiplier because you don't want to go, if you want to lose 50 pounds, you need to do that sort of incrementally. Yeah. yeah. And you want to give yourself smart. plenty of time to, to do something like that. So I started, I mean, I think maybe I'd have maybe 10 pounds to lose going into this preparation for my show. And I started six months out, um, five months out and doing it really, really slowly. That's key because um, A, in order to stick to it, you need to feel like you're well fed. And if you starve yourself, it's just not going to work. Do you do the actual numbers then? Do you look at how much... Oh, I'm, I'm meticulous. Like I weigh my food to the gram. Um, yeah, I, because I have to right now. Um, and I think it's very helpful because it gives you, um, it can be frustrating and feel like a lot at first, but it really gives you an idea of how much is the right amount. Sure. Weighing is far more precise than, than measuring, which was an interesting thing that I learned, um, probably about a year, year and a half into this journey. So big, big, uh, takeaway. Yeah, it is a big takeaway. In fact, that's what I'm hearing is weighing it as opposed to putting the numbers to it. The weight is really important. The weight matters. And then keeping track of what you're taking in and, and yeah, Yeah. that's where it, where, where it sort of comes together. Yeah. Well, you know, you've given us some good tips, um, for our second podcast, um, though I know I could have you back over and over again because <laughs> you really bring a lot to um, the conversation. So just to restate, it sounds like it's all about the protein in terms of the focus of what you need to make sure is on your plate. And that's something that you will learn a lot about if you weigh that protein and to know what your target is it's a good idea to take your goal, multiply it by 12, get some numbers around how many calories you're going to actually take in a day. But the numbers are important. However, the weighing is what keeps you mindful of what you're eating. And then um, uh, focus on fat loss, not weight loss, which means that you want to give yourself ample time because weight loss can happen much faster than fat loss. And so eating the right foods and doing it in a way that encourages you, such as if you've got 50 pounds to lose, start with a, a goal that's only 10 pounds from where you are. Right. And keep calculating that way. Yep. Um, so yeah, so this is really helpful and Again, I might just zero in on something you said and bring you back, but absolutely. Round one and two were great. And when is your next competition? I will compete at the end of May, um, Memorial Day weekend, and then I'll compete another four or five weeks after that too. So great. Um, it's it's about nine weeks away. I'm All excited. Right. All right. Well, I'm I'm sure you will first and foremost enjoy yourself. 
<laughs> I, I will. And, and secondly, I hope that you are satisfied with where you are on the podium at the end of the event. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I am, ex- I've had a, a good time doing it and that is uh, the most important thing. It's got to be. It fun. is. It is. And I've had a good time having you uh, on my show. So thanks so much. Thanks Thank so you much. for having me. Thank you for joining me for this episode of People Know Stuff. If you know stuff, I'd like you to be a guest on my program. Please visit my website and drop me a line.